what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 207 of the show. What's up? So this episode's really cool. It's another one of those interviews that I have with some of, my, some of our leaders. And this one is also excellent as well. Yet again, this is uh, this is a one of our, the leaders on our team. This is something that they earn on our team and they get to ask me any questions. And the last time I did one of these about a week and a half ago, there was so much positive feedback when I uploaded it to the podcast. I was like, let me give the people what they want. So here we are. If you don't already know, I will train your network marketing team as long as you can get 30 people live on a Zoom. All you need to do is email ask, A-S-K, Lee at gmail.com and submit a request. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode of the show and today's five-star reviewer of the podcast. If you haven't already left your five-star reviews, make sure you do that for giveaways and prizes. Is Mel B-Z-B's Y-Z. Jessie Lee is fire. Thank you so much for pouring into our tribe last week and being so you. I love your energy and the best takeaway I got was never change the ending to your movie the plot and twist and turns happen but the ending should never ever ever change you're an amazing girl and i'm super focused on the ending well i don't know who's here in my house but somebody's here i love y'all i appreciate you i hope you enjoy episode 207 of the show i remember ever watching you live um was actually when you were doing the angel tree um and you went live and you literally bought toys and presents for the entire angel tree and i just remember there like and i'm like why am i watching her five presents like i couldn't watch for five minutes and hopped off but i'm just sitting there crying and i think that that was one of those moments that solidified me joining Brittany and joining the organization even though i didn't finally take the leap till months later um but what is one of your favorite memories in just this industry because you've had so so many like wow very memorable moments like that and then you're traveling across the world so what's one of your favorite memories in the industry um so i love that you remember that because it's so funny i talk about how I, I do a lot of this to leave legacy behind and to make an impact on people's lives and those are kids i I don't know who they are. Like, I'll never meet them. I'll never know them. Uh, they're never going to be able to say thank you. And that was still one of the coolest things I've ever done. I just went there. I'm like, yeah, get, like, get, and you know, do you know, you do know, cause you have three kids. It takes so long to shop. Like it wasn't even the money. It was literally looking at the list of names and being like, okay, I need another pink coat in size six. Okay. I like, oh my goodness. Like it took, I was amazing. Uh, so respect to all the parents out there. That was like a whole new level of wow. Uh, crazy. Um, but, but I will tell you that, I mean, that was, it was amazing. That was unbelievable. That was a really special moment. Uh, still though, to this day, I would say my favorite moment of my, I mean, just off the top of my head, uh, was the replacement memory at the first Empire U. Well, like, sec for 1.5. I don't know what we're calling it. Uh, but it's crazy because I think when you show up as the most authentic version of yourself, there's going to be people who love you. There's going to be people who hate you. There's going to be people who backstab you. There's going to be people who are loyal to the end. You know, there's everything in between. And uh, in the past, my favorite memory was this promotion I had where uh, I got... I didn't know, but everybody was being sneaky and recording B-roll about me. And they had put together a whole video that then went underlaid underneath of it. And they played it when I, when I hit this top rank in a former company. And that moment, I mean, it rocked me because you, you know, cause you're a leader, you show up and you lead to the best of your ability and you can't make everybody happy. And not everybody's going to be your friend and not everybody's going to love you and not everybody's going to share you know, I mean, whatever you just, it's just part of leadership as you get hurt. Right. Um, and so 
when I was terminated from that company, everybody knew that was my special moment because I, it was just one of those things where you hear what the people really think about you and they see the things that you don't think they see, you know, like this as an example, you know, or whatever. And then so at Empire U one point, whatever we're calling it, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, I didn't know, but all weekend long, everyone's being sneaky. Everyone's filming videos. Leslie's running around like a chicken with her head cut off and splicing together videos over the years and photos and boomerangs and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh my. And, and then, I mean, I didn't cry. Like I, I hyperventilated. Like I almost died, I think, um, with the video that everybody made. So it was one of my favorite and most dangerous moments of my career, uh, but it was really cool. I was surrounded, of course, by you know, the people that started this, this business with us 34 months ago, my cousin was there, which was really cool because my cousin, she's no longer in business, but, um, which I'm not shocked, you know, family doesn't tend to stay around that long, but, uh, she, she had no idea what I had really been through. Cause I don't talk about a lot of the stuff and the team knew. And so, uh, you know, we had a really emotional, awesome moment. I have a great photo of, and yeah, that that's probably my favorite memory of all time. And then just, just, I mean, like you mentioned travel, just some of these places I've been, some of these trips I've been on, some of these people I've seen. Um, I mean, there's, that's one of my favorite things about this profession is, you know, you make memories that will last you forever that you could never anticipate changing your life the way they do. It's really magical. Uh, agree. Um, I was definitely the creepy person. I feel like I'm, I'm the creepy person, the stalker of the team. <laughs> and when you were watching that replacement video, I actually like recorded you live. And I think I have it where only me and you can see it on my page. And it's like just your reaction to the video. <laughs> oh, I think I sent it to you like yeah. once upon a time. But I was like, this is gonna be so good for her. And yeah, so I got you crying while you watched the video. I love that memory. It was so good. So good. You weren't expecting it. Um, on the flip side of that, actually, no, I'll take something that you said and kind of go back to it. Cause I just did a podcast on this yesterday. You said family doesn't really stick with you in business. No. And this is something I, we all hear so often. They're like, I know nobody, my friends and family won't support me. What would you say to the people that are looking to join the business? And that's how they feel. Like, I don't have family. I don't have friends. I don't have anyone to support this. Good. Like you just saved yourself six months of heartbreak. My God. Uh, it's almost, you know, it's interesting. I was the biggest loner ever. Everyone know well, not everybody, so I shouldn't globalize. But people know my story. I sat alone at lunch uh, all through grade school, grades K through 12. Nobody was my friend, which just seems so crazy, you know. But I think I was a little too much for Middletown, Maryland. I was a, little, I was a whole lot of woman. Uh, or a whole lot of little girl. I don't know, whatever. Um, but I just, I just realized pretty quickly that I didn't want the people that I had created friendships with to think that I was only calling them to do business with me. And so I spent a lot of time just saying, screw it. Like a stranger's no doesn't hurt as bad as a friend's no, because like, I don't have to ever see them again. And so it was really almost that little dynamic paradigm shift right there that shifted a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stuff in my mind, quite frankly. But um, I'll just let everyone know that, and I'm very transparent about that. It's not your family and friends. And the reason is, is that if you have a bunch of success in this, it makes them feel some type of way. Like, why am I not successful? Why am I not winning? Why am I not growing? Why am I not happy? Why am I not financially free? Why am I not driving a reliable car? Why am I not putting my kids in different schools? Why am I not whatever it is? And so it makes them feel some type of way. And so uh, I would just say that's great. 
I would say go to networking events. I would say go live. I would say on our team, you know, we teach you how to clam, which means nothing to anybody who's not on the team. Do it. You know, all of, there's so many different things uh, that you can do to find new people. There's 2.5 billion active users on Facebook. You can't tell me you don't know anybody. Who cares? You know, you can find your people. And I think that that's really what becomes important. And, and in a weird way, and this is not, it's not weird saying it to you because we're very close, but it's like, those people can become your family, you know, oh, very uh, very much the things that, I mean, I mean, I talk about it a fair amount, but, uh, one of the big catalysts to me being single is, uh, Brittany Anderson, who is absolutely my family, uh, came down here for a rank eight promotion. You know, the team that you're obviously part of did $500,000 in sales in a month. And she drove down here to celebrate with her chosen family. And he told me that I was choosing the business over, over him. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like it's, yeah, I guess you could say it's the business, but like, that's my family. And so it's amazing the kinds of relationships you will have and you will grow and you will change into if you allow, if you allow it in your heart. So I wouldn't worry about the nose. I wouldn't worry about your family. I wouldn't worry about your friends. I would keep that separate and do your thing. And someday they'll be like, wow, you do what? You're do what? Like, it'll all come full circle. So don't, don't let it eat you up too much. That actually excites me so much about going back to Arkansas. I don't talk to my friends and family really about what I do. <laughs> so like, they know I work from home and I have freedom, but like, they have no idea. Um, and I don't have to have that conversation. I can keep it separate. Like I can actually unplug and unplug with people that have no idea what, what normal life looks like anymore. Yep. Um, on the flip side. Okay. So we talked about your favorite memory. We talked about overcoming, not having friends and family. Um, obviously I know a lot of your story, but what is one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to face? Um, pretty easy. Biggest obstacle was, well, I'll say it in a couple different ways. Biggest obstacle was getting over myself. Um, and what I mean by that is when I was terminated, almost it's three, it's three years ago in a couple more days now, uh, I had to understand that I could no longer get in my own way and I needed to explode. Uh, and so when I was terminated and everything was taken from me and I felt like my life was over and I felt like all these terrible negative emotions... I had to realize that all those things that were happening to me were happening for me, first of all. And second of all, I had to just shut up. Like, everybody's got bad stuff. Everybody's got traumas. Everybody's got a million reasons not to do it. Everyone's got reasons why they don't have to send the messages. Everyone's got reasons to do the things in their business that they enjoy doing, but it doesn't make them money, <laughs> you know? Uh, whatever those time sucks are that people do, you know, answering questions in chats all the time or, or finding another excuse to go live on a team page for no reason other than to hear themselves talk and not prospect or whatever it is. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, I've got to do it and I've got to do it fast. Like I have to do this fast. And so, you know, the obstacle of course ended up being then, okay, we've got to get all the groups made. We've got to get, I've got to write a bunch of scripts. I've got to do all these things. And the cool thing is that when you do that is it shows you how good you can be. Like I love quarantine. I guess we're not quarantined anymore, but whatever this is, I'm obsessed with coronavirus. Like the people who are like, oh, the people are, well, I love 
coronavirus. Like, where has it been all my life? And I don't mean it to be mean. I know people are getting sick and whatever. Like, I'm so sorry if that's affected you in a negative way. I don't mean it like that. I mean the actual state that the world is in, not the virus itself. Don't misunderstand me. It made me go, okay, if I'm going to be stuck at my house, not that I really do much, <laughs> but if I'm going to be stuck at my house, what can I do? And I said, okay, then every single freaking day I'm putting out a podcast. Now I put out podcast 196. Before quarantine, I was on episode like 50 something. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Okay. Every day I'm going to go live. Every day I'm going to post on Facebook. Every day I'm going to post on Instagram. Every day I'm going to have a lot more stories than normal. Every single day I'm going to follow up with more people. Every single day I'm going to, I'm going to lead differently. I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to create content. I'm going to do so much stuff. Like, do you know how tired I was that first, maybe two weeks of, of quarantine when I decided I was going to train other teams? That, wow, I mean, I don't think you understand. I don't think some of you understand. I train like 25, 30 different teams a week right now. Like that have over 30 people on each call. Like the, like yesterday, every call I did had over 100 people on it. Like I am going crazy. My And I'm still leading for corporate. I'm still leading the empire. I don't miss a Zoom. I don't miss a beat. And that first week, this is me. Oh god like I'm gonna die like I really thought I was gonna have like I was like I've never been this tired in my life but the obstacle then of let me use this coronavirus as a positive it set a like hear me on this it set a new standard of how I do business like how good could you actually be if you showed up at a level you didn't know you could show up for and that's what coronavirus taught me and that's why I'm grateful for it. I think it also created a new standard for the entire empire because mm -hmm. I remember um, one of the first champ Zooms after quarantine really started. You were like, if you want what I have, you better keep up with me. And you showed us your schedule. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have three kids, so I can't do all of that. But, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I love it because you definitely set the standard and you lead from the front on top of leading 30, 25, 30 teams on top of your one-on-ones on top of leading our, the empire. Um, how do you continue to stay in stage one activity? Because I know you do. Yeah. And maybe other people don't even understand what that means. How do you keep up with your personal business while also taking care of everybody else at the same time? Yeah. So my business, my personal business is also at an all time high, which is cool. So last month, I think it was 42 recruits and the month before it was 34. Like I'm personally recruiting like a, like a crazy woman and, uh, my personal sales are bonkers, bonkers. I think 40, 43, 44, in trials last month, plus over a hundred thousand dollars in sales on the website, like personal, um, I'm going crazy. And I think a lot of that though, is what I just said, which is, it's like, how much are you showing up? I love this. Amber just said, you always said no one will outwork you. Yes, sister. Like, yes. And I meant it, right? Um, and the thing is, I think it's so much, you know, showing people what I'm actually doing, showing people what I'm actually using, showing people how good the products are. Like, I can't help but talk about it. I can't function without ketones. Like, I don't mean fat loss. Like, that's great that I look like a dime piece over here. I know. So do you. All right. I, I'm aware. I'm very attractive. Yeah, what can I say? All right. But, like, I, what, what just flew by? That was either a plane or a gigantic pterodactyl. I don't know. I'm hoping it's a plane. All right. So, uh, anyway, very distracting. 
Uh, but perfect example. I can't function without ketones. I need it for my brain. Okay. I need it every morning. I need it for focus. I don't need it for energy. I need it because ADD game is so strong over here. So I just tell people the truth. I'm like, if you feel like you have attention issues or energy issues or focus issues or whatever, then you, I'm just saying, try it. And then I just keep talking about it, talking about it. And, and people follow people that know where they're going. You know, I'm recruiting, I'm in stage one activity so much because people are like, I'm telling you right now, Jesse Lee knows where she's going. I don't know where she's going, but she knows where she's going and I'm trying to follow. So what kind of posture are you showing in your business? There ain't nobody on the earth that thinks I'm about to quit. Ain't nobody that thinks I'm, I'm doing half the business. Ain't nobody that thinks I'm not leading the team, thinks I'm not showing up for the team, thinks I'm not sending out gifts to the team, thinks I'm not buying whatever, putting on empire you. Like I, I show people, I tell people. And somebody said, oh, like some ding, ding, ding-a-ling because I was making fun of somebody who said, all I'll do is have automation in your business and then you'll make a million dollars. I'm like, you're an idiot. You're a freaking imbecile. But somebody said that and then I just posted, like if you think the secret to the empire selling $7,000 a month and growing is an automated system, you're crazy. It's all this stuff you don't realize. And I think more leaders, yourself included, need to show people what you actually do in a freaking day. You know, I, I had said, uh, okay, like I talk about it. I talk on my Instagram story. All right, today I got to record 16 videos for Empire U. And people are like, what? I'm like, 16 videos for Empire U. This is my 18th Zoom of the day. I did two lives. I did four coaching calls. I uploaded a podcast and Instagram TV, like whatever it was that I did that day. And people went, well, dang. But how could you possibly, like I'm not trying to attract average people anyway. People who follow me are not average Okay, like I don't want that anyway. So show them what it takes. Show them what it takes to build a business. Show them what it, well, how much they have to show up if they want to have the success that, that you want to have. But I want to be the example. I want to be the standard. I want to show people, you know, it's not me sitting in my backyard by my fireplace or sitting in my, I mean, I've never even sat in the hot tub yet. I've sat in the pool a couple times. Like that's not how you make a successful life. Like pick your, pick the things you decide to do. And so that's how I stay in stage one activity, personally. I feel like I just got spanked. Oh, not sorry. You know, you hear what you need to hear. You hear what you need to hear, Leanne, okay? Okay. I don't share as much as I probably should. And I didn't catch it until you just spanked me live. So that's cool. All my followers just got to watch that. <laughs> it's great. Because I think, and I told you this the other day, I love that you overshare in some people's eyes, because even things like um, a couple months ago, you said there was a penny in the middle of a room. I'm the only the other day. and I picked up the penny. See the other and day. Literally, yeah. And I messaged you because I was like, I literally have not walked by a penny since that day, since you said you were the only person to pick it up. And it is so insane the way money is now flowing to me. I'm having my biggest recruiting month. I had my biggest month in trial sales last month. Like, it is insane because I started picking up pennies and dimes on the street. My husband's, like, looking at me like I'm insane. I'm like, nope. That's yeah, energy. but, like, I need it's that. energy. It's power. Like, the other day yes. in the airport, it happens again. There's a freaking, I was really shiny. I'm like, I know they see it. Nine, ten people standing around this freaking penny. I'm like, 
And here I am with my freak, what was I wearing? Uh, I had Gucci shoes on, a Gucci belt on, a Louis Vuitton luggage, Louis Vuitton crossbody, Gucci book bag. I mean, a Rolex on my wrist. I freaking bent my little butt over and I picked up the penny in the middle of all these people. And I look at it and I, look at, I looked at all of them like, y'all are so stupid. You are so stupid. And it was a 2020 penny. I still have it, obviously. 2020 penny. I'm like, come on now. It's not even about luck for me. It's that acknowledging that money is power. Money is energy. And I'm trying to get more of it. So let's go. Yes. So I want to respect your time. And I know we're running close to time limit. I had two more questions to ask you. So I know that these will have to be fast. Um, one, because this is more on the leadership side. How do you go from knowing when to give someone an extra push to am I body dragging them? How do you make that uh, switch? Like, am I just pushing them a little extra because they just need a little extra nudge to know that they can do this? Or, okay, now it's gotten to the point of body dragging. How do it's, you decide where you're it's, at and how yeah, do you do that? Great question, easy answer. Give them tasks to do. If they won't do it, give them an easier task. If they won't do it, give them an easier task. If they won't do anything, we're done. Oh, I love, I love it. Okay. I thought I wasn't going to be able to fit that question in. So I'm it's very easy. Very easy. Because, and, and keep in mind that what you think is very easy might not be easy for them. So even yeah. something like start Betty the bot might be overwhelming to somebody who doesn't understand how Facebook works. So maybe your task is, hold on a second. You, are you just a little, like, you're just a little confused. Do you need me to show you how to download Facebook messenger? Oh yes. Mm, I love that. I don't think I ever would have went that simplified, but I love that you said that. Um, okay. And then the last question that I have, because we have lots of business conversations going right now, and obviously money is tight for quite a few people, you know, with everything happening in the world. Um, what do you say to people who are considering making that leap, but they're really scared because right now it is such a big investment compared to everything else happening? Sure. So the first thing I would say is I want to put something into perspective. I put $310 on a credit card nine years ago. I did not have it. I did not have it. Like, for those of you who don't personally know me, it's not an exaggeration. It's not some like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't forget what it's like to be broke, and I think that's why our team has a level of love that I don't really ever see in any other teams. I know what it feels like to not pay your bills. Like, I know how much it hurts. I just know that it I, – I knew my life could not be like that any longer. It was killing me, probably literally killing me. Um, to basically feel like I was paying bills and dying and just going more and more broke. And so when I put that money on that credit card, again, to put this in perspective, because as an example, you can start in our company for what, $234 right now is, is the smallest package. Like I've, and this is not an income claim. I am not normal. I'm fully aware. Okay. Like we went over a little bit of my schedule already on this, on this, on this training or whatever you call this interview. I know I'm not normal, but it's been nine years, only not even five of which are in network marketing, four and a half were in party plan. And I've made almost $7 million from a $310 investment. And so I think it's a conversation and that's not even like investments. That's like from, that's like from pay plans, compensation plans. That's not from, that's, that's not what I'm worth, right? Cause I've got a lot of investments. I've got a lot of assets. And so I don't say that to make you feel bad or make you feel like, oh my gosh, I say that not to impress you, but instead to impress upon you that your life is going to continue to be the same if you don't take some kind of leap of faith. 
And that's every day. Every day I get uncomfortable. And so I understand for some people, it's a lot of money. It was a lot of money for me. I didn't have it. I'd open my first credit card, right? But this is what it's turned into because I believed that I was worth more than struggling and struggling and struggling. And the great thing is, especially if you're watching this, you can see I'm not a fancy person. I get to still be me. I'm still Jesse Lee. I just hung out with my friend Michael in Arizona last weekend. We've known each other for seven years. So he knew me when I was making $100,000 a year. And he said, you know what I love about you? Well, he loves a lot about me because it's me and he's known me for seven years. <laughs> but he said, you know what I love about you is that you're, you are the exact same person. Nothing about you has changed. Like anybody who tries to tell you, you don't remember what it's like to be broke or you don't remember what it's like to be struggling. You don't remember what it's like to not be a millionaire, multimillionaire. You don't know what it's like to not have a Facebook following or whatever. Cause I didn't have a Facebook following when I met him. No, I was building in person, you know, like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know social media. He's like, you're the same person seven years later he's like and honestly you're more humble now I'm like am I he's like yeah you bragged about dumb crap the first time we ever hung out I was like what did I say he's like you literally bragged about <laughs> he's like you bragged about paying quarterly taxes the first time we met he's like you were such an idiot I was like oh my god because <laughs> like I probably I was having like my first hundred thousand dollar year probably and I was like trying to like you know impress myself to the marine officer I don't know what I was trying to do but he's like no like you're more humble now now you don't brag about money now or like not that it was whatever he's like you're just but you're you're jesse lee and so i just think everyone who's listening to this needs to know you can have more you can be more you are worth more and even where i am right now in my life i'm worth more so i don't know how you find the money maybe you sell stuff around your house maybe you do a yard sale maybe you clean for clean houses a couple times a week to get a couple extra dollars in your pocket maybe you sell stuff on marketplace maybe you i don't know babysit nanny do whatever and don't spend the money save it to start an investment you know when there's a will there's a way and i've always believed that and i still believe that to this day oh okay <laughs> i believe it i believe it um I know we're at time, so I want to respect your time. Thank you so much for coming on. You have fire, like always. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm actually surprised I didn't cry the whole time because when we started talking about Angel Tree, like, took me back. I used to be the kid on the Angel Tree, and I don't think I've ever said that. Like, oh, I'm surprised I didn't cry because you make me cry almost every single week during camp training. I don't know how you managed to do that because I've never been a crier in my life. Um, until I got in this team. So thanks for the emotion, guys. Anytime. Um, <laughs> but thank you so, so much for spending your time and for giving us some insight. I love you and I appreciate you. And everybody, if you can drop some flames, if you got some value today, that'd be great.